The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Shelley's Show and Tell. Our program will explore and recommend the top beauty, health, and skincare products and treatments on the market, recommended by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers. We'll also bring you tips on home tools that you can incorporate into your beauty regimens and show you how to use the law of attraction to keep you feeling and looking your best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Hancock. Hi, everyone. Welcome. You're listening to Shelley Show and Tell. I'm your host, Shelly Hancock, and that's Shelly with an E-Y. You can connect with me at ShellyShowandTell.com or my skincare center website, RealTransformationCenter.com. And for my licensed estheticians out there, you can pop over to ShellyHancock.com to keep updated on the latest in the aesthetic world. Please be sure to sign up for my email updates. Also, please follow me on my social media, like me on Facebook, and be sure to check the Get Notifications box, and connect with me on LinkedIn. And as always, I love receiving your comments via email at contactme at shellyhancock.com. In fact, I want to thank everyone that has emailed me. I thoroughly enjoy reading your emails, and I appreciate all of your encouragement and kind words. If you're listening to my show today for the first time, I want to welcome you, and I also want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me. I'm a licensed esthetician since 1988 and a skincare center owner since 1990 who loves to share the things I've learned along the way in the aesthetic world, as well as how I've used the law of attraction as a tool to create success and happiness in both my business life and my personal life. If you want to get the complete skinny on me, please go back and listen to my show dated June 15th, 2015. You'll hear me reference estheticians quite a bit during my show each week because I spend much of my time mentoring my fellow estheticians, helping them either start a skincare business or take an existing business to the next level. I'm not sure that I can fully express how very rewarding this is for me. How incredible it makes me feel when someone I've mentored emails me with their success story. It truly makes my day. When you visit ShellyShowandTell.com, there's a page with a list of the estheticians that I've mentored and the information about their skincare centers. So if you ever hear me talk about a treatment and you'd like to find an esthetician in your area who offers it, ShellyShowandTell.com is where you go to find that information. I have a great show for you today, but before we get started, there's something I want to chat about first, something that happened to me recently that I want to share with you, something we should all keep in mind for anyone in the service industry. Two things happened. Number one, I love my hairdresser and I'm a very loyal client for him, but a few weeks ago, I called to get a haircut and a color only to find out that he had two vacations coming up one week apart and his schedule was completely booked. They could only fit me in for a quick trim. 
I was super disappointed because I have an upcoming family reunion and a workshop to do, and I really wanted my hair done for these special occasions. Wouldn't it have been a really good business move to either have told me this the last time I was in, or as a courtesy, get a call from the front desk saying, hey, Shelly, Henry, that's not his real name, his schedule's really going to be a big, cr- bit crazy next month, and I know you're a really good client of his, so do we need to get you on the books for anything? Or how about a call directly from him letting me know about this and getting me booked? So how does this pertain to us? Well, I feel like we need to keep our regular clients in mind when we know our schedule's changing. Take a few seconds and give them a call. How special are they going to feel that we thought about them, cared about them enough to give them a call? Number two, when I did go for that quick trim, it was the day before he was leaving for his vacation. He was running 15 minutes behind. That didn't bother me much, but it did warn me that he was probably a bit frantic because I know he always likes to be on time. When I did get in the chair, it was very apparent that he was stressed. He wasn't himself, and I actually felt a little bit uncomfortable. I was in and out in five minutes. Now, I trust him so much that I never look at the back of my head before I leave. I just know that he's good at what he does and there's no need to check. The next day, I'm getting ready in the morning. I get out my mirror to look at the back of my head, and I'm shocked. Oh, my word, it looks terrible. I call, and he's already gone on vacation. Now, I have these upcoming events, and I certainly don't want to have my hair looking the way it does, so I make an appointment with another hairdresser to get it fixed. Why do I bring this up? Why do I want to share this with you guys? Because I want you to be really aware of yourself the days leading up to going away. I know from years of experience that it gets crazy that last week trying to fit in everyone. And if you're not grounded, you will not take good care of your clients. They will fill your scattered energy and it won't be relaxing for them. My hairdresser was so stressed out that he messed up my hair. I know that's not who he is, but if I was a fairly new client, this could have changed my mind about making another appointment. So let's keep in mind two things. Give our clients a heads up when we know we'll be having a schedule change, and then keep ourselves grounded during those last days. Okay, that's all I got to say on this stuff, Shubik. Let's get on with the show. Today, we're going to chat about how our faces age. The underlying pathology to this aging thing that happens to each and every one of us. There's so much that can be done nowadays. It's really quite amazing, but I personally feel that if not done properly with skill or if it's overdone, it's certainly not a natural look. And there's definitely a lot of that going on around there. The first experience with this injecting phenomena, my first experience with this injecting phenomena was way back in 1989. Pretty much all they were injecting back then was collagen. I was a back office assistant at a dermatology office at the time, and the collagen rep came in to show the doc how to do the new Paris lip injections. And guess who got to be the guinea pig? Mm-hmm, me. <laughs> Here's what I remember. It didn't feel real great while it was happening, and even though my lips did look kind of sexy afterwards, I didn't like the way it felt. Every time I smiled, it felt like my lips were being pulled tight. It was the strangest feeling, so I never did it again. 
Now, I'm quite sure that the products being injected have changed since then, and most likely the techniques have also changed, but I'm telling you, I'm kind of gun-shy to try it again. And then in the 90s, I worked with a plastic surgeon, so I was able to experience Botox for the first time. I was only in my mid-30s at that time, so I didn't really need it, but I wanted to experience it so I could chat with my skincare clients about it. Also, because of being connected with this surgeon, the price was right. Who's going to pass up free, right? (laughs) So has my face aged a little slower than it would have because I did use Botox back then? which minimalized the movement in my face so it slowed down the aging process? I think that's a great question to ask my guest speaker today, Dr. Adrian De La Torre. Dr. De La Torre has seen thousands of faces over the last 30 years and has developed the 1020 system that makes his patients look 10 years younger in 20 minutes. You gotta love that. After using hundreds of different aging, age-reducing products over the years, Dr. De La Torre has discovered which combination of treatments work best to produce the most dramatic results. Over his career, he has helped many clients with their age-related issues, keeping them looking younger and more beautiful as they get older. Here's what he has to say, and I must agree. Lines and wrinkles are a natural part of aging, but they rob a woman of her confidence. In this day and age, women can age confidently, and the proper combination of treatments can be highly effective in obtaining this result. Graduating with an MD from the University of Minnesota in 1981, Dr. De La Torre is board certified and has worked in the aesthetic medical field for 12 years and has extensive experience with injectables and dermal fillers. I met Dr. De La Torre in November of 2013, and he has fast become my go-to doc for not only a little boost of Botox, yes, I still do get a little boost every now and then, but I also call him my friend. He's one of the most approachable physicians I've ever met. He's also got great stories to tell me, and our appointments end up lasting longer than they should because we get to chatting so much. We've been collaborating with cross-promoting our clients at my Real Transformation Center with his patients, bringing the best of the aesthetics from both the medical and the skincare worlds. So I am so very excited to introduce to all of you Dr. De- Adrian De La Torre. Hey, Dr. De La Torre, welcome. Hello, Shelley. How are you? I'm awesome today. So what about that question about the Botox in the 30s and now I'm 55 and eh, I'm not looking too bad for my age? Do you think that has any, you know, any reason behind it? Well, after that lead-in, I guess I, uh, I'm perfectly qualified to answer that question. I think that uh, I, I think there's a lot of merit to that. And uh, really what happens is that the, the lines and creases that you develop in in your face are, are directly related to the to the muscle uh, uh, motion underneath uh, the skin and by preventing that uh, those muscles from uh, functioning uh, you can prevent those lines and creases from uh, occurring as, as quickly as they normally would so what about these kids I'm going to call them kids that are starting this in their 20s now. I mean, I thought it was kind of young in my 30s, but in their 20s. What do you think about that? 
I'm, uh, you know, I think that's a, a that's an individual call. Uh, but as a as a matter of course, I years ago I set the arbitrary age of 25, and I just, um, you know, that's kind of my cutoff. Although uh, I've seen people with uh, with significant uh, um, uh, activity in their face. Uh, 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 you know, in their early 20s, uh, you know, somewhere between 18 and 20. Although, like I said, I mean, 25 is kind of my cutoff. Okay. Um, and what about the whole over-Botoxing phenomena that's happening? What do you have to say about that? Well, I, it, I, it, they call that, they call it the glass, the glass face or the glass forehead look. And that's where you're completely paralyzed. I, um, I've always thought that that looks unnatural. I've always thought that it's, it, it really it reminds me of more of a of a disease process than a than a uh, uh, some type of a cosmetic uh, uh, process that, that creates benefit. Um, you know, after all the that kind of mask uh, look where where somebody uh, it really can't make facial expressions is one of the hallmarks of uh, of uh, Parkinson's disease. And um, and we all used to we all used to kind of laugh about that uh, to ourselves, saying, "My gosh, you know, people are paying to look like they've got a, 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 a significant disease." <laughs> that, I mean, I'm giggling, but that's not really funny, you know, at all. Um, and I've also heard lately about people doing Botox around the mouth. I think that it can be used in a in a variety of ways, but in the face. Um, I think it's best to, to use Botox from the cheekbones up and um, below the cheekbones uh, to use other products because the the real issue is that the the lines and wrinkles that people see above their cheekbones are usually the result of, of years of overactive muscle use. And the lines and wrinkles that people see below their cheekbones is is due to the normal effects of facial aging, which are the loss of facial fat and the and the loss of of collagen in the skin. So those two processes need to be addressed differently. You know, Botox is a is a uh, a, a toxin that um, that paralyzes muscles, and and it used in a cosmetic. Um, Used in a cosmetic way, um, you paralyze muscles to relax the skin and the lines and make the the lines and creases in in the upper part of your face a little less apparent. But below that, below the cheekbones, as I said before, uh, you have to address the problem, and the problem is usually uh, volume loss, and that volume loss has to be a approached and, and corrected by adding volume. Uh, and those are the, the, the so-called fillers that people use. Uh, you know, the trade names are Restylane and Juvederm are the most popular ones. There are other agents that are volumizing agents such as, uh, such as Radius, but, but they are, um, those materials should be uh, used in that context almost exclusively. So I want to really get into that. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and talk about those. I'm going to call them volumizers. So everyone, hang tight. We'll see you on the other side of the break.
Real Transformation Skin Care Center in beautiful Capistrano Beach, California, offers the latest innovative cutting-edge anti-aging and acne treatments. Owner Shelly Hancock has 28 years of experience in the industry, so with that, you can expect to get results. Visit us on the web today at realtransformationcenter.com. We offer facial treatments, body treatments, and a variety of skin care products. Call us for more information, 949-481-4037 or at www.realtransformationcenter.com. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Shelly Hancock Consulting is your trusted aesthetic advisor. Shelly uses her 28 years of experience to help estheticians take their business to the next level. Shelly offers private one-on-one consulting, plus training workshops, aesthetic equipment sales, skincare products, and business success tips just for you and your business. Please visit www.shellyhancock.com to find out more or to help you transform your skincare business. That's Shelly with an E-Y, Hancock.com. You are listening to Shelley's Show and Tell. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or feel free to email contact me at ShellyHancock.com. Now, back to Shelley's Show and Tell. Welcome back to Shelley's Show and Tell. I'm your host, Shelley Hancock, and today I'm chatting with Dr. De La Torre. Doctor, I would like to know if there's any long-term issues with Botox that, that they found. None, uh, none that really are of, uh, should be of any concern when you're looking at Botox uh, for cosmetic purposes. You know, there's a, kind of a myth that's out there that, that one, if you, as long as you use Botox, everything looks fine, and then when you stop, your face actually falls. Uh, I, I hear that from time to time. Not as much in the last say, seven or eight years, but initially that was really a concern that I used to hear almost daily. The fact of the matter is that the that since Botox works to uh, paralyze muscles, if the muscles don't contract, they, they, they develop what we call atrophy or they just stop working as well. But when you stop using Botox, the muscles revert back to normal. And it does take a few months, but the, the lasting effects uh, are, are, are really non-existent. Okay, so they're not going to backtrack to worse than when they started before the Botox. Kind Absolutely of not. And like I said, yeah. that, that used to be one of the concerns that my face would fall. I'm going to actually look worse. And uh, I, I guess in a way, if you think about it, uh, if you're used to looking, uh, you know, with, uh, 
or having that the result that you had with Botox with with rounded eyes and a kind of a, a refreshed look, and then all of a sudden you stop it. Well, it makes sense that you're going to look at it eventually and you say, "Oh my gosh, I look I look so much older." Um, <laughs> but that that certainly isn't the you know the result of uh, of any harm caused by the product. Gotcha. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so then let's get back into those volumizer products you were talking about for the lower part of the face. Sure. I think, they, you know, I'd like to correct you. I hate to, I hate to do that, Shelly. That's okay. Please do. No offense taken. I divide the product, the products that are used below the cheekbones into, into two categories. I call them, I call one fillers and the other volumizing agents. And that really is, is directly related to the manner in which they work. So there are products that, we, that are derivatives of what we call hyaluronic acid. And the trade names for those are, are Restylane and Juvederm. And they, they account for the vast majority of the, of the market. And what they are are derivatives of this product called hyaluronic acid, which is a normal component in everybody's uh, skin. And what's done is that this this hyaluronic acid is is created uh, and usually genetically modified to to some extent to um, to conform to the kind of general human characteristics of it, and then it, it, the the product is purified and uh, it's manipulated in such a way that these long strings of hyaluronic acid are actually turned into spheres, and by doing so, it turns this product into a gel, and it's crystal clear as you inject it, but. The material itself is, uh, is, is just these microscopic spheres of these long threads of hyaluronic acid that are kind of folded in on themselves. And once they're injected in between the layers of the skin, they tend to smooth out the lines and the creases that are present there, for instance, around your lips. And once they're injected, they kind of occupy that space until the, the enzymes in your body called hyaluronidases actually break these products down and, and as just a normal course of events. The normal duration of that product is somewhere between four and six months. That's for the fillers. The volume, the true volumizing agents, and there's really only one uh, out there now, uh, and it's called Radius. Um, that material actually, once injected, um, it's injected deeper into the skin, and once it's injected, what it does is it actually initiates a process in your body that replaces, that causes the material to be replaced by collagen. So your own collagen actually is the, uh, forms the, uh, or creates the, the cosmetic benefit. And as a result, that material tends to last a heck of a lot longer. And in most, in most patients, it lasts somewhere around 11 months. Wow, that's a long yeah. time. Yeah, it is. And what areas is that injected into? And again, that is injected uh, usually in the cheeks, but again, below the, the, uh, uh, the cheekbones. It's injected just in that hollowed out area around the cheeks, 
is a is a really good location. The nasolabial folds, those kind of laugh lines on each side of your nose, mm-hmm. and you can inject it around the lips, but it tends not to be very useful in the lips. Okay, so how do you choose? I guess it would have to do with the area, a filler versus um, the volumizing. Absolutely. Uh, the, I know that the fillers are very popular for, for the areas that I, I said were most appropriate for the volumizing agent, but I, but I think there's absolutely no question that given the, given the net effect, the duration of the effect, and the, the, the ease with which it's, it's uh, injected, that the volumizing agents really should be used in almost every case where you can, where you can use them. Okay. Just because for, for the, from the patient's standpoint, it's a far more cost-effective proposition. Yeah, 11 months sure. know, versus four to six months. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a question for you. If you go back to when I was talking about how I, I was the guinea pig for the Paris lip way back in the 80s, uh, and it really did feel terrible afterwards, what would be the difference now if I came to you and said, you know, because as you get older, you start to lose that upper lip, and I didn't have a big one to begin with. So what would you do for me now, and would it feel different than what I experienced so many years ago? Well, it, it it would absolutely be different, and and it's partly due to the fact that we have better products that last longer, that have fewer side effects. But but more than that, it's the method in which they're injected, and and one of the um, one of the underused, underutilized um, uh, uh, methods to inject these materials is to do them under a local anesthetic. And so, just like you go to the dentist's office, I tend to, uh, I, I basically use a local anesthetic on, on everybody that I inject. I inject there, I inject in that area uh, that the dentist use, uh, and um, it causes the entire lip to be numb. Uh, and then once those are, they're numb, you can get a much better aesthetic uh, effect because you're not fighting with anybody. Uh, as, as you know, they're kind of wincing and, yeah. and you know, involuntarily twitching, uh, and and you can you can manipulate the material and and inject it in the right spots and achieve a much better result. That's number one. Number two is that I I used to laugh about the fact that if I'm out to dinner, I can pick out a bad lip augmentation at 50 yards because. <laughs> Yeah, and it's true. I mean, and as you know, we're all in South Orange. We're both in South Orange County, and we see it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and it's unfortunate because it, it just, you know, from, from a cosmetic standpoint, the idea is not to change the conformation of somebody's face, but to enhance it. And that is, that's actually absolutely the key to all this. If you if you had a if you had a uh, a small upper lip, you're going to have a small upper lip when you get a lip augmentation if it's done properly. But you really shoot for about a 15% volume increase, and that causes a huge benefit. But it doesn't change your look; it just makes you look better. And I, I'd like to share this story with you. I, I, I tell this one a lot, but when I was first learning how to do this. Um, I, I have a, uh, an older sister, and um, uh, she had, she lives in San Diego. She had come up uh, for dinner, 
And I said, hey, Paula, let me, I got to inject some Botox. I want to inject some Botox in you. And, and at the time, you know, this was 2001, there weren't a lot of people injecting it. And, and she kind of hemmed and hawed and, and, uh, and finally agreed, mostly out of loyalty, I'm sure, uh, to, to let me inject Botox in her. And um, about a week later, I call her up. And I go, hey, Paula, what do, you, what do you think of the Botox? And she said, you know, I really don't notice it. And I said, well, that's weird. And then about three months later, she called me up. And she goes, she goes, D. Then my family called me D because there are three Adrians in our house when I was growing <laughs> up. But um, she goes, D. I need to come up and get some more Botox. And I said, Well, you told me you didn't notice it. And she said, I noticed it's gone. Uh, and it's one of my favorite comments. I like that. Isn't that great? Because what she said is, it didn't make her look different. It made her look better. And that's when, when, with all of these procedures, and especially with these, with these injectables, uh, not not so much Botox because that's something that a lot of people can learn how to do, but with the fillers in particular, you have to actually, you actually that that's it takes a, a a lot of experience because all you really want to do is make someone look better, not different. Mm-hmm. That was actually going to be my next question to you is to talk about the skill in injecting the fillers and about some of these uh, different physicians going to kind of a weekend training. But we're going to take a um, a short break. And then I, I would actually like to get back. Uh, I would like to get into that when we come back. So um, everybody out there, hang tight. We'll be back uh, in just about two minutes. Shelly Hancock Consulting is your trusted aesthetic advisor. Shelly uses her 28 years of experience to help estheticians take their business to the next level. Shelly offers private one-on-one consulting, plus training workshops, aesthetic equipment sales, skincare products, and business success tips just for you and your business. Please visit www.shellyhancock.com to find out more or to help you transform your skincare business. That's Shelly with an E-Y, Hancock.com. Ouch! What do you think of when you think of dental procedures? Well, when you think about it, the teeth and the rest of the body are strongly connected. What happens in one part affects the other. In the Tooth Body Connection with host Dr. Don Ewing, we'll explain more about these concepts, as well as discuss the role that your teeth play in your overall health. You'll learn about amalgams and how removing them the wrong way can be toxic to your body. Tune in Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Real Transformation Skincare Center in beautiful Capistrano Beach, California, offers the latest innovative cutting-edge anti-aging and acne treatments. Owner Shelly Hancock has 28 years of experience in the industry, so with that, you can expect to get results. Visit us on the web today at realtransformationcenter.com. We offer facial treatments, body treatments, and a variety of skincare products. Call us for more information, 949-481-4037 or at www.realtransformationcenter.com. You are listening to Shelley's Show and Tell. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. Or feel free to email contact me at ShellyHancock.com. Now, back to Shelley's Show and Tell. Welcome back to Shelley's Show and Tell. I'm your host, Shelley Hancock, and I've been chatting with Dr. De La Torre, and we've been talking about uh, the uh, fillers. And we were just getting into the whole idea of there's very much a skill to injecting these fillers. And, and definitely, as we talked about, you know, being able to see somebody 50 yards away with a bad. Um, so, okay, first of all, why are there so many people that want to be over-injected? Is it coming from the physicians or the people? I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of each. Um, I I believe that, that there's some degree of dysmorphism uh, attached to this, meaning um, people focusing on certain areas of, of their body. Um, but, but more than that, I think that, uh, you know, it's that whole idea that if a little's good, a lot is better. And, and so the, the majority of people that uh, come in know they want to see something they just don't know how to arrive at it, and they've seen uh, examples walking around, and so kind of think that, well, that's the way that this should be. Ah, uh, so knowing what I know about you, um, if somebody came in and wanted to do this big blowing up lip, what would be your comment back to them? How would you, you know, deal with that? I, I, I just don't do it, and I, I've, I've lost uh, over the years. I mean, not so much now. I have a pretty established practice, but the but the fact is that, especially in the beginning, um, I used to tell everybody the only complaint I really got was that I didn't put enough in, and um, and that was just because it didn't look right <laughs> to me. Um, and that's just an experience-based type of thing. But if someone absolutely insists on it, I just have them go someplace else. To be honest with you, I I, I don't want to do that because I don't want. I and and, and it's from from a selfish point of view, really. I don't I don't want that type of advertisement for my practice. Exactly. If someone comes literally up to them mocking and, advertisement for you, yeah. And and really, I mean, the the worst thing that could I tell people this all the time. But the worst thing that can happen is someone comes up to you and they say, what did you do to your lips? <laughs> you know, that's the word. What I want is people to go up and they go, God, you look really good. Did you go on a cruise or is that new <laughs> lip liner? Or it, yeah. That's the look that I'm trying to achieve. And, and that's just the experience. You know, you have to have a practiced eye. But I love, I love telling this story, too. There's a... I've taught a number of physicians, uh, not so much in in the last five years, um, but in the initial stages when there were, you remember how popular all this was very between like 2003 and 2007. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was getting these things done. And so I taught a lot of physicians how to do it. And the, yeah, what happened was that you would, you could see quickly who was going to be able to do it and who wasn't? You know, it just is a, it just takes an eye. And my favorite story is that the best person I ever taught, the the and she said she's still practicing up in, in uh, the Palisades, I think still. Uh, but she was actually by training, she was a neonatologist. Now, Can you say that, that again? 
she was a neonatologist. She wasn't. She didn't have any surgical background. She didn't. She just you know, had an interest in this, but she had an eye, and mm-hmm. and she had really good hands. Well, and you think of it. I mean, she was taking care of all these neonates, you know, for oh, years. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, but she was she was gifted, and she really is. And she's a very uh, you know she's very skillful, and she's got a great practice and. And, uh, so there's an art to this, and there is, and, and but you can see that she had the gift. I and, and I, I love telling people that. I mean, the first day that I taught her, she just she picked it up immediately, and you could just see, man, this is great. It's like one of those kind of stories where you say, I taught her the alphabet, she taught me how to read. You know. <laughs> oh. So, have you ever had a student where you kind of maybe gently took them aside and said, you know what? I'm thinking this is not for you <laughs> to Several. save all those girls out there. <laughs> Several, and I, I and I, and you and you've got to be nice. I mean, they've 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 come. They've they you know, they spend time with you, and, and and they're all nice people. And but you say, look, it ain't gonna work. You just you don't you don't have the eye. And so what happens is that uh, you know they they create. You know, they create a, a kind of, um, uh, you don't want to say mess because that's not the right term, but, but it just, it, it's, just a, it's just a substandard result. What do you think about um, these kind of weekend courses for physicians out there? I've seen the gynecologist, the eye doctor, you know, what's your thoughts on that? I think for, I think for Botox, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Botox, I, you know, I love telling people that the other docs that asked me about. It, I said I can teach you in five minutes. You know, we all took anatomy. I can tell you about the muscles that you're going to try to work with, and I can teach you in five minutes how to inject Botox. Now, it takes several hundred people to be injected before you really know exactly where to put it and how much to use to achieve a result. But to get the basics down, you can do that very quickly. The fillers are completely different, and that's that's something where where you have to have you have to have hands-on experience that's supervised, where somebody is actually saying, "Put your right hand here, put your left hand here, inject this much right here," and um, and that's a and it's a much more problematic, much more difficult to explain and to teach. And so, what are some of the major complications that are associated with the fillers? Well, there are really they're really only three, um, and and only two of them are, are, are uh, have any have any significance. And and the first is that I mean, think of it you're you're poking somebody with a needle, so there's there's a there's a chance that you can get a, a superficial infection. And the and the the those uh, the incidence of that is between one in three hundred and one in a hundred. So uh, it's it's pretty small, and those things tend to respond to antibiotics very quickly. I mean, in my practice, it's happened, you know, a few times over the years. But, again, that they've responded to antibiotics. The second is that you can bruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, blood vessels are superficial. Uh, it's a, it, oftentimes it's hard to, it's hard to know. Um, you can't see. The, you can't see them in, depending upon the skin type. And, um, uh, you know, and in certain locations, it just happens, and there's nothing you can do. Uh, you can uh, deal with it afterwards with arnica and things of that nature. And then, uh, as as my office manager used to tell everybody, yellow concealer works. Yeah. Whatever yellow concealer is, and um, 
<laughs> you know, you can tell I don't do a lot of makeup on myself. But um, uh, and then the, the third thing is something called a granulomatous reaction, and it's it's kind of a it's an autoimmune type of phenomenon. It's it's been described in the literature, but but I've never seen it personally. I've never even talked to anybody that has. So I think that that's more theoretical than than real. So really, two complications, and those are things that people would it would anticipate. The the there aren't any any um, uh, uh, causal uh, relationships between between the fillers or the volumizing agents and any other and any other uh, process. You know, people had talked about with some of the autoimmune disorders and what we call mixed connective tissue disorders that there that there might be some interplay between a foreign body injected and activating these 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 uh, kind of dreadful humors in your body that, that are responsible for these disorders. But I don't think that anybody has, has really looked at it seriously. And, and certainly there's, there's no, uh, there hasn't been any epidemiologic link to, with that. Okay. Um, I'm going to back up just a little bit when you talked about the Arnica. Do you ever have people, maybe somebody that, that knows that they bruise easily, do you ever have them start taking Arnica before they come in for injections? Absolutely, and and yeah. and here's the other thing about arnica. I, I, you know, it was one of those. I I've never. I, I'm one of these kind of guys that you know. When I hear about health food products and things like that, I kind of eh, I kind of shy away in a way. But um, I was I met a, pla- a couple of plastic surgeons, and I'll never forget. It was it was a course, and it was I think 2003, and. And I was talking about bruising, and they said, "Oh, you got to use arnica." And I looked at them, "What?" And they said, "Yeah, I've been doing it for years. Everybody that uses it." And I thought, Man, "These guys are pretty bright. You know, if they're using it, I must." And so I have ever since. And I, I, I think I, uh, I've told people from, um, you know, on the basis of that conversation, we don't use any of the topicals. We use the we we give people the pellets, mm-hmm. and. Um, and there you can get them in a health food store and I tell people three under your tongue three times a day for three days and you know it's kind of like when I was uh, working in a medical school I used to try to make things in simples and twos threes and fours for the residents and and so those are easy to remember three under your tongue three times a day for three days and I'm go. absolutely sold on it I it's um in fact, today I saw a couple of uh, patients, and they both said that they bruised. And so I gave them the arnica, and I said, uh, two days before you come in, start taking it. Now, it doesn't prevent bruising. That's one of the, that's one of the misconceptions about it, but it has been shown to, to help the bruising resolve a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, once it occurs, it, it, it resolves over uh, you know, two to three days faster than it would otherwise. Yeah, I'd ask you that question because years ago when I worked with a plastic surgeon who did a lot of liposuction, he always had everybody on Arnica for a week before they had their surgery and then continuing on afterwards. And yeah, I must have I must have missed that lecture in medical school. I, you know, but I I love it. And these guys that have been around a long time, man, there's a wealth of experience out there. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, we're going to go into another break, but um, I'm, I actually have um, a couple other questions about Botox when we do come back for a break. And then I also do want to ask you again about if 
I make that appointment with you about my lips. Am I going to feel the same way as I did years ago? But I'm going to let you answer that (laughs) after the break. So everybody hang tight with us and we'll see you on the other side of the break. Real Transformation Skin Care Center in beautiful Capistrano Beach, California, offers the latest innovative cutting-edge anti-aging and acne treatments. Owner Shelly Hancock has 28 years of experience in the industry, so with that, you can expect to get results. Visit us on the web today at realtransformationcenter.com. We offer facial treatments, body treatments, and a variety of skin care products. Call us for more information, 949-481-4037 or at www.realtransformationcenter.com. Are you ready for a real, fact-based show about alternative and natural approaches to health? Listen for Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox. We're not about the latest health fads. We're about proven methods from real patients and real situations. Each week's show is an eye-opening look behind the scenes of real health. Live Healthy, Be Healthy can be heard live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Shelly Hancock Consulting is your trusted aesthetic advisor. Shelly uses her 28 years of experience to help estheticians take their business to the next level. Shelly offers private one-on-one consulting, plus training workshops, aesthetic equipment sales, skincare products, and business success tips just for you and your business. Please visit www.shellyhancock.com to find out more or to help you transform your skincare business. That's Shelly with an E-Y, Hancock.com. You are listening to Shelley's Show and Tell. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or feel free to email contact me at ShellyHancock.com. Now, back to Shelley's Show and Tell. Welcome back to Shelly's Show and Tell. By now, I think you know that I'm Shelly Hancock, and we've been chatting with Dr. De La Torre. So as we let out to the break, I wanted to talk to you, Dr. De La Torre, about that feeling I had years ago when I did have that Paris lip injection. Every time I smiled, I was smiling on the inside, but I felt like my lips weren't moving because they were so tight. Please tell me that everybody's not feeling that way nowadays. Well, certainly you don't. But let me let me uh, uh, let's backtrack a little bit. I I think what happened um, w- with that uh, with that injection you had that was with collagen, correct? Correct. Yes. Um, so the I, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but the collagen that it, it, it is um, that we used to inject was was really a particulate. Um, substance and it and it used to come out kind of lumpy, and those lumps would kind of would kind of would kind of glom onto each other when it was injected into the lip, and although it, although it would look symmetric, at least in the proper hands of using it, the the problem is that it really prevented the normal 
the normal movement of the lip when you were making facial expressions and especially things like smiling. Now, once the hyalurons came on the market, uh, the things like Restylane and Juvederm, as we've mentioned earlier, remember I said that these are long strings, stringy type of materials that are manipulated so they, and folded back on themselves to create spheres to, so that they become a gel, which makes them easier to, to inject and to, to administer. Once they're injected into the tissue, they absorb water from the surrounding tissues, and they, they revert back to their normal kind of linear string-like conformation. And so they, they assume a much more normal, if you will, uh, 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 conformation within the tissue that they're injected into. Okay. And so they tend to be very, very pliable. And people tend not to notice them. And if you once they're injected, you could actually, uh, between your fingers, you can kind of roll your lip, and you'll notice that there really isn't any any change. You won't feel any different. Okay. So absolutely okay. not. That's good to know. So they're probably not even using collagen anymore, correct? Or? Well, they're they're not. They there were there were some there were some materials on the market. And I'm and I'm I'm not certain they're on the market anymore because I, I don't use them. But the um, but collagen as it as it stands uh, nowadays uh, isn't used anymore because even the human variety it didn't last very long. It was only good for um, it was only good for about six to eight weeks in a lot of people, and it was extraordinarily expensive. So it 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 didn't. Um, uh, it, it just isn't cost-effective. Okay. And as I, I kind of alluded to, uh, it, it's di- it was difficult to inject, and it was difficult to get a good cosmetic benefit from it. Well, you mentioned about, you know, lumps and bumps kind of things. Just, you know, in my 28-year career, I've worked on a lot of faces, and it's been so funny throughout the years when I, you know, I always, in in the client intake, you know, I want to know if they've had any injections done. And, and there's been so many times when gals have said to me, oh, no, no, not a thing. And I start doing the facial, and I can feel those lumps and bumps, especially in their nasal labial folds. It's well, like, it, you're not it, kidding you me. Know, Two things, you know, uh, you know, college or um, um, silicon had, mm-hmm. had a had a, a brief a period of, of, of popularity, and um, you know, I am so happy that I never injected that stuff because the people that come in now, admittedly, you know, I've, I've attracted a number of people that through word of mouth that he can kind of fix these things, and and so I I, I probably have a dozen patients that. They come in from time to time for me to kind of fill in the defects and the lumps and the bumps and and uh, or in between the lumps and the bumps I should say and and you kind of smooth things out but you know those things those things are permanent and uh, I you know and it's it, it it surprises me I mean you'll see people that come in and you'll say well did you have anything done and they clearly have had a lip augmentation that was done 20 years ago with silicone. <laughs> That, you know, when you're 20 or 30, that probably looked pretty good, but, you know, you're 55, and <laughs> everything else is aged, but the lips haven't. I mean, come yeah. on. The second, the second thing I wanted to bring up was uh, this idea of autologous fat uh, transplants, you know, that, that they'll harvest fat from, 
your body and they'll spin it down and, and inject it and inject, do fat uh, injections. And, um, you know, when you're one of the best, one of the best lip augmentations I ever saw in my office was a, a young gal, or she was young at the time. She said she was like 27 when she had um, a plastic surgeon do this. Now, I saw her, she was in her 50s, and it still looked great because, you know, you're not injecting fat with these fat injections. You're injecting stem cells, and those stem cells then create collagen. And when you have 20-year-old stem cells, they tend to last a good long time. And this lady still looked really terrific, and it just felt natural. I mean, it was just that I, I still think back to this, and this is many years ago that I saw this. Unfortunately, the majority of people that get the fat injections, uh, you know, are older, and they don't have young stem cells anymore, and the and so the effect just doesn't tend to last in, as long. But that goes back kind of to what we were talking about before. You know, you'll have these little pockets of this and that, and you know, things just don't feel or look right. Dr. De La Torre, you are a bundle of information. This hour went way too fast, and I would like to ask you to come back because I actually have more questions down here on my piece of paper that I'd like to ask you. So um, love to have you back sometime in the near future. What do you think about that? I would love it. And Absolutely. are you free tomorrow at noon for, uh, no, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Okay, everyone out there, one last thing for today, my food for thought. Every night before you fall asleep, replay in your mind the good moments of the day and give heartfelt thanks for each one of them. Think about the next day also and intend that it is going to be amazing, that it is going to be filled with love and joy and that all is all good is coming to you. Intend that it is going to be the best day of your life. Then, when you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, declare your intentions again for the day and give deep thanks as though you have already received them all. Powerful, powerful stuff. That's from Rhonda Byron, the gal that brought us the movie, The Secret. Again, I want to thank Dr. De La Torre for taking time out of his day to speak with us. And I also want to thank all of you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Please tune in back tune back in next week for more exciting adventures on Shelley's show and tell. I'm your host Shelley Han- Hancock. Until next time, be well and be happy. Thanks for joining Shelley Hancock for Shelley's show and tell. Be sure to tune in again next Monday afternoon live at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We can't wait to speak again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.